Ever wondered what the next up-and-coming writer, designer, or band was? Well, you can be in the know with the articles of antiquity.com. On a monthly basis, interviews from the most talented artists around the world are featured on this digital magazine. Thanks, and see you on the articles of antiquity.com. What's up? <laughs> and welcome to another Detective Society mini-sode. Uh-oh. Why, why, uh-oh? Why, I just don't know what to expect with mini-sodes anymore. Well, this episode, I feel that our subject matter has been particularly violent recently. There's been some highs that are actually depressing lows, yes. So this episode is probably going to be a bit sillier than our past minisodes. It is Wonderful. definitely murder-free. Yeah, I mean, boo, I don't know how to feel about it's that. It's also kind of violence-free. Oh, okay. Um, but the story is really so perfectly bizarre that I could not resist. Sounds perfect for DC. Or the DMV. That... It, it will be surprising. The locale will be surprising. Anyway, first, let's talk about some housekeeping. Everyone's favorite segment, for sure. It's for sure people only listen for the housekeeping. I know that's, that that that's is... That's how I listen to podcasts. I feel it in my in heart fact, of hearts. my favorite podcast, I skip over all the content and just go for the housekeeping and the ads. Yep. You want to know about Casper Mattress? Because I know everything there is to know. Well, if you're a regular listener, number one, we have a major correction. So you will actually want to hear this. I had no idea about this. But if you guys remember the reference to the Knights of Templar from the last episode. Uh, yeah, I saw as this. Being, like, as being a, a drug cartel. So they really are a drug cartel. Yeah, I took your lead on that one. You told me that they, oh, of course they're not real. And I was like, all right, sure. It sounded so ridiculous that I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Isn't there some rule about if it's so ridiculous? I don't know. Never mind. Anyway, big shout out to Jen Schaefer, a past Detective Society co-host, for pointing that out. Evidently, this cartel, the Knights of Templar, consider themselves almost like a white hat cartel. Like they're the better version of Mexican drug cartels. I don't I don't know how that would so, work. So like they bury people in the desert while wearing suits and ties? They bury people more nicely, maybe? Or well, okay, so hold on. White hat doesn't necessarily mean nicely. It just means more professional. More, like, buttoned up. More, like, well, okay, uh, so I, I use the term white hat because when I was reading about it, it seemed like they have, like, a code that they live by. They're, like, okay. Oh, okay. A criminal know organization how, with a code. Like, you, pirates. So, you know how in movies, pirates have a code that they live by and it makes them, like, fun and cool and everyone's okay with pirates but in real life they were like way rapier yes okay so i i think that that's how, that's how that works like they have a code but like they probably do some really it's bad just shit. for their you know client facing uh, image i guess i mean it's a very image conscious uh crime cartel if they're categorizing themselves as the white hat cartel but thank you to jen if we weren't on their hit list before we probably are now <laughs> agreed uh yeah thanks again to jen and if you want to hear more from her you can listen to episode nine the family annihilator she's actually a co-host on that episode you guys really dissect the role of the golden retriever in that one and make any listener question the value of having a golden retriever as a pet i think michael we have to explore crimes from all angles on this podcast 
Anyway, but while we're in the market for giving thanks, thank you, thank you, thank you to our new reviewers, guys. Um, let's take a look at some of the highlights. I was actually reading these out loud to Mike the other day. Um, uh, wait, where's the one that I really liked? Maybe they reviewed the wrong podcast and were like, whoops, I hate that but show. But they called, they said it by name. Oh, I don't have these, I don't have these organized correctly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, here we go. Uh, so thank you to K Bassett 0923 They say, uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and have been enjoying this one. Focuses on East Coast crimes near the DC area. Natalie is amusing and real and doesn't try to be something she isn't. Well, thanks. I think that's a compliment. I, I think it might be. I'm glad I try, I don't try to be something No, I think not. being genuine is a compliment. I think that's a, a way of saying you're genuine. You don't seem to be like making a person. And I can tell you being her husband that this is Natalie. <laughs> She's not acting. It's, She's not embellishing. This is her. It's kind of unfortunate for everyone in this apartment. Dogs included. I'm on board. Um, thank you to Utilitarian Femme, who says you're missing out if you're not listening. To Jenny Cat, who um, really likes that the focus always feels like it's equally on the perpetrators as well as the victims. Um, that's something that we actually really strive for on yeah, the show. I think so. Whether or not we accomplish that is something else. But when I started making this show, it was really to tell the story of victims um, and not focus so much on the characters that we turn serial killers into. Um, thanks again to Jay Goodluck, uh, who I guess really appreciates our very good research, and to Bookshelves91, who is really enjoying the podcast. She likes my laugh and the dogs, which makes the podcast interesting. I actually have always been very self-conscious about my laugh, so thank you for complimenting it, I guess. Now I'm trying not to laugh at the same time. This whole time. episode, she's going to be waiting for your signature laugh, and you're going to be doing some laughs. I'm going to be laugh. stifling it so hard. Anyway, please continue to rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps. It really helps people find the show, and it makes Mike and I feel like what we're doing is valuable. And I'm just always so shocked. Me too. <laughs> that anyone's listening. I just, I feel like normally when I upload episodes, it just is me talking out into the void. Well, um, then we didn't really record for the month of March, the month of March, because life was hectic, and I was like, ah, any viewers we had, we've lost now. I guess. But it doesn't look that way. No, actually, our fans are fucking rad. You guys rule, and thank you so much for listening. Um, anyway, so as always, if you would like to contact us, you can email us at Detective Society Pod at gmail.com. Tweet at us at The Detective Pod or join us on, in the Facebook group by searching The Detective Society Podcast on Facebook. You can also support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash detective society and check out all the sweet goodies that and we have. Yeah, yeah, that you can just receive as a donor. A big thank you to Kathleen Daniels for becoming a donor this month. It's not like we know her or anything, so... <laughs> She's an organic fan. Yeah, definitely. We don't know her, guys. <laughs> but I've heard she's super cool. 
but speaking of Patreon, I'll be adding some uh, donor-only bonus content later this week. I'll be reading The Long Goodbye by Raymond Chandler, which is a classic hard-boiled detective novel. I, um, I'm going to be breaking the novel up into manageable episodes, and those readings are available exclusively to our Patreon donors. Do they also get the Frozen Ground recording? Yeah, or? well, I, I already threw that up there. Ah, okay. So that, that's that been up for a while. Um, I personally think that, like, it's kind of cool to get these outside bonus recordings. We really don't have that many up at this point, but it's still really exciting every time that we do put some yeah. up. And you're just basically supporting us as we try to <laughs> make more episodes, which is tough, man. It's tough when you have... Uh, 50 to 60 hour a week job. Anyway, now let's begin with Stafford, Virginia. So I'm guessing if you're like me and anyone else across the country, you may never have heard of Stafford, but there are a few things that make it surprisingly special. Firstly, it's the home of Quantico Marine Corps Base. Uh, A lot of people have heard the name Quantico before, but don't really know what goes on there outside of a possibly short-lived TV show by the same name. I know the FBI has some kind of headquarters there. So the FBI... Or is it the CIA? The FBI does have a research and training facility there, but Quantico is primarily used as a base for developing strategies for the U.S. Marine combat... uh, For I'm sorry, for U.S. Marine combats. Is that right? U.S. Marine combat, one word. U.S. Marine combat, that makes more sense. Well, either way, it means that Marines and their families make up most of the community of over 12,000 people, not FBI recruiting researchers. Still, Stafford itself is not a very big place. Outside of Quantico, it only has about 130,000 residents, but what it does have is a lot of money. Oh. (laughs) So according to a 2012 survey prepared by the U.S. Census Bureau, Stafford County, Virginia, is the sixth wealthiest county in the country. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. In the country? In the entire country. Jesus. Like, I want to try to think of what the other... So, I mean, um, uh, hmm. Whatever county San Francisco's in. Probably. Like, whatever county all the Silicon Valley stuff in San Francisco's in. Yeah, but actually, when I was looking at the list, there was a surprising amount of top, like, heavy hitters that were in Virginia. Who knew? I know. Well, so what I'm thinking is that some of these counties are really small, and the way that they came up with this number was by using median household income. So Mm. it's not like the median household income is in, like, the millions. It just so happens that, like, it's... It's... All in this one very small space. I th- well, I also I think there's less. So I said San Francisco Lodge stuff, you know, on a whim. It's a very urban mm-hmm. city, so there's a large wealth spread out amongst many different classes. There's, there's, there's a big These disparity. counties in Virginia are probably mostly burbs. Exactly. So they're all well-to-do families. Yeah. That makes sense. So the combination of a large military presence and a whole lot of money are probably factors in the reaction from the community when a young man dressed in a cow costume walked into a local Walmart and managed to steal 26 gallons of milk. No, God damn it. Fuck. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
I can't keep it together. I, like, I, I, I'm. I, I just, oh, you. Okay, the build up. I knew you were gonna say he was gonna steal milk. I knew the whole time, and then you said it. And I was still fucking shocked. <laughs> was that twenty six gallons? Yep, twenty six gallons. About ninety two dollars worth. <laughs> I mean, okay, hold on. We are just the two of us in our home, so we don't buy whole gallons of milk, we buy the half gallons, but I'm pretty sure they only sell it in gallons and not two gallons. So that's 26 jugs of milk. Mm -hmm. Unless he bought it, unless he took it in half gallons. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I have so many questions. Okay, well. Real quick before we move on. In your notes, do we know whole, skim, 2%? I, I got to assume that if he's committing to With the, the costume, it, it's going to be whole milk, it's right? It's got to be whole milk. The, the closest to the tea. He's you not can... messing around here. The closest to the tea. It's our new catchphrase on the Detective Society. Detective Society, the closest to the tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Stafford Sheriff Bill Kennedy called it... Probably one of the most unique efforts of shoplifting he'd ever seen. Fuck you. Probably? Anyways. Oh my god, I forgot he shoplifted it. He didn't try to pay for it. No. I missed that for a second. I was so distracted by everything else. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. There's a lot we don't know about this case. Oh, I'm so shocked. What we do know is that in April 2011, 18-year-old Jonathan Payton drove to a Walmart near Stafford. Oh, I'm sorry, not near Stafford, in North Stafford. The first eyes on him report that he was dressed head to toe in a cow costume and crawled into the store on all fours. No, no, (laughs) no. But because it was 10.30 at night in a Walmart in Virginia, people were just like, hmm, seems normal, and went on with their lives. I'm having flashbacks right now. I'm having flashbacks. to. So you grew up, a little background real quick. You grew up in what is essentially Miami, a very active city. What do you mean essentially Miami? I grew up in Miami, you jerk. Broward was across the county line. It was right there. Yep. I still grew up in Miami. My point is, I grew up in the suburbs of the east coast of Florida, outside of Daytona Beach, much closer to what I think this area is like. I'm having flashbacks because I did stupid things at Walmart when I was a kid. I had a high school party where at 2 a.m. a friend said, I don't have anything for my mom for Mother's Day. And we walked to the Super Center, which was open 24-7, and bought four frozen chickens. Because they wouldn't give us a live lobster. For his mother. For Mother's Day. For 16-year-old boys. And just speaking from Walmart's perspective, we asked for assistance. They paged the intercom. Like, remember, this is like 3 a.m. Assistant seafood. They sent someone over who politely said, I'm sorry, gentlemen. We don't sell live lobsters. After (laughs) they didn't even have live lobsters. After 10.30 p.m., Oh, so they had them. Oh, no, they had them. We just were too late in the day. Otherwise, they would have been happy to sell four drunk teenagers lobster. Well, somehow this story is probably the same level of crazy, but here's where I'm it gets... I'm just saying, the part where he's crawling into Walmart and everyone's like, yep, it's Walmart. You yeah, know, that's Walmart. 
So here's where it gets a little bit confusing. At some point between crawling into the store, which we know happened, mooing, we know that this happened. you didn't say that earlier. Hold on. Because he moves throughout. (laughs) (laughs) The mooing is consistent start to finish. So aside from crawling in, somewhere between the entrance of the store and the milk aisle, which is the next place that we know that he was. Mm Mm-hmm. Peyton found a cart, and in the milk aisle, he gets on two feet and begins loading up his cart with what I I said, 26 gallons of milk. $100 in milk. Between 26 and 52 jugs. After this, because they have him on the security footage loading up the cart. After this, he is spotted by customers, other customers there, Mooing and trotting through the store, offering people milk. <laughs> this is the weirdest crime. This is the weirdest crime. I almost feel like you would think it's some promotion if you were there. I Okay, so evidently no one took him up on the offer, but no one stopped him either. No well, one was like... No one went to go grab a Walmart employee and was like, there's a crazy man running around in a milk costume. Nope. Or, nope. Like, oh God, it's a milk These polite Virginia folk just said, no thanks, honey, and walked away. they're polite. It's that that is Walmart at that time of night. Once it's after 9 o'clock at a Walmart, all bets are off. I feel like our non-American listeners are going to have a really hard time connecting with it. Actually, no, they won't, because I got, I got something coming up later on. Um, so he's offering people milk. And people are politely declining, but saying no. Uh, and then without even trying to hide it, he just pushes the cart out of the store. Yeah, I mean. Just doesn't pay, just takes the entire cart, pushes it out of the I store. I think it's his right as a self-identifying cow. According, <laughs> he was just taking the milk back. Yeah, he's reclaiming it. According to reports, the cow was last seen skipping down the sidewalk. By Walmart employees. Well, that's breaking immersion right there. Like, you've got to continue to be on all fours. How is he going to push a cart on all fours, Michael? His head. Okay. Well, that's just inconceivable. Sources vary here, but it sounds like he couldn't fit all that milk in his car. And I don't know why he would want to. It seems like he might not have wanted to because spoiled milk in a hot car in Virginia is the single worst sentence ever uttered. Did you do that on purpose? Did you do that on purpose? You typed that into the show notes. Uttered. Ooh. Was this whole episode so you could make that pun? No, stop. But he did take some of the milk with him. Hold on. I think I missed something there. Yeah. So. At some point, conceivably, a Walmart employee is going to walk into the parking lot and there's a shopping cart. There's just a shopping cart full of milk. Okay. Okay. And then probably... I'm, I'm assuming they didn't take it in as evidence. They just put it right back on the shelves. The, well, I come on, I wouldn't be smirched the good name of the... Uh, of the Walmart family? Yes. I can't remember what town it was, and I was trying I to say what town. Oh, Stafford. Of the Staffordshire Walmart employees. I mean, I'm sure that's some kind of health code violation once right. he walks out with it. Okay. So... He took some with him. Some ended up in his car. And just as deputies are wrapping up this investigation, because people watched him walk out of the store with it, they get a call from, in the most American fashion ever, the McDonald's up the street. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I don't want all this slain a brethren. A McDonald's employee reports uh, a man sitting calmly in a car outside the McDonald's with a cow suit next to him in the car. Wait, so he's taken off the cow suit he's now? He's taken it off now. But he's... But he's just sitting in his car with a cow suit. Well, but he hasn't just taken it off because, like, for me, the last time I wore a costume on Halloween, I got home and ended up in a crumpled up ball. You're describing it like he took it off and then laid it out on the seat next to him. Yes, that is what I'm describing. Mm-hmm. 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 Please go on. So this is where uh, the 18-year-old was pick was picked up. Um... The sheriff who we talked about earlier told the papers, I think it was just a prank and it would have been funny if he hadn't actually stolen the milk. Jonathan Payton was charged with a misdemeanor summons um, for shoplifting and then was released. So super funny little story, just quirky one-off. That was a short episode. No, honey, because while I was researching this case, I discovered that there is a storied history of milk robbery, and not just here. In 2012, a New Zealand man named Peter Mark Gillard stole $9,000 worth of milk and milk products in a scheme to sell them on the black market, which I did not know was a thing. The black milk market? The, the, the super chocolate milk I market. Think, yeah, I think it would be called chocolate milk market. God damn it, you beat me to that one. He was charged with stealing more than 2,000 two-liter bottles of milk and other dairy products from his former employee, Raynell Distributors. Gillard had been fired for stealing from a customer in, like, a separate incident. As a delivery driver, Gillard was trusted to hold the keys and access codes for alarms at the businesses where he made deliveries. Yeah, he was trusted. Who steals milk? (laughs) So after, this all happens after being fired. After being fired, he came back to the facility and helped himself to 59 crates of milk, flavored milk, and cream, as well as four cartons of chocolate milk valued at $2,840. Stop. Because two days later, he returns, breaks a padlock to a sliding door, and then this time steals 800 bottles of milk, juices, and flavored milk at a value of $3,200. But stop. Because a couple days later, these people have not learned their lesson. It's milk madness. There's seven grand worth of milk missing. Between 7 p.m. and 4 a.m., he comes back again and breaks another padlock, breaks into two trucks, steals 250 bottles of cow and gate milk and 534 two-liter bottles of milk, cream, and flavored milk, All of this, in this heist, was valued at $3,400. So that's $9,000 worth of milk. Total. If he can move it. Okay. That doesn't even... Before it spoils. Jesus Christ, this scam is so stupid. So that doesn't even compare, Michael, to a massive heist pulled off in Canada in February of this year. 2017? 2017. Like two months ago? A month ago. Well. $50,000 worth of milk and $100,000 worth of blueberries are stolen from an airport. (laughs) What? 
the thieves are still at large. Do you go through a dairy launderer or how do you like turn that into profit? I have no idea. Is there some secret dairy market? Like I don't Is there some kind of like conglomerate that like we're not in on the value of milk? I'm just thinking everything crime movies have taught me. You gotta have someone to move the product once you've stolen it. So what is like where is the infrastructure for these crimes? But here's the other thing. Unlike jewels or paintings or furs, milk is a ticking time clock. That shit's gonna spoil. Is, is, it, is it a ticking time clock? Bomb? <laughs> I had a few beers with my soccer team tonight. Leave me alone. But, you know, I looked over your shoulder once or twice while you're researching this, and I just saw the line, man in cow costume. (laughs) So, I didn't really know what we were getting into. I was really worried some crazy person was going to murder people dressed like a cow. Oh, God, that's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. The minute you said walked into a Walmart, I felt like I knew where this was headed. I don't get it, and I don't understand it. You know, vegans like to try to make this argument that, oh, you know, humans are the only creatures that drink the milk of other animals and don't drink milk and drink milk past infancy. Well, they're certainly the only ones who steal a hundred thousand dollars worth of blueberries. Maybe the ve- I always thought the vegans were saying it just because, like, you know, they they're vegans, but maybe they're onto something. Maybe there's like milk dairy madness that goes on. <laughs> These people just become obsessed with the lactose flowing through their blood, and they must they've got to have all of it. I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Because I can't imagine moving that much milk product or blueberries. Well, so for that I was matter. reading about this kind of crime. Evidently, there this is a crime wave going across Canada of what police are calling low-risk, high-reward crimes, where they steal a massive amount of kind of like low-cost like commodity or something items, yeah. and then there's some kind of infrastructure through which it all gets dispersed. And this is like an epidemic. Unregulated farmer's markets. <laughs> Stop. That's, I mean, I don't know where else, where else would you fucking funnel? Sorry, I, I'm cursing too much on this episode. You, you're well, one of our new God. reviews was like, good, good show. They curse, just a warning. Oh, there was a review. Which was, I thought was funny. I and now I, I, got, nice. I gotta work on it. I gotta work on it because it's not professional. Well, I thought it was nice that they were giving people a heads up because like, we don't fucking. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. We're trying to be better people here. I don't understand why cursing makes you a worse person. It just turns your vocabulary to shit. Anyways. <laughs> I just... Because you can't sell it back to a grocery store. That's true. I can't imagine there's a marketplace online for people buying milk at See, a discount. See, here's my thought. is like anything that you can sell online, people will sell online. So on the dark net, along with selling drugs and human trafficking and those horrible things, there's also a marketplace of people selling grocery staples. Michael, warlords need milk too. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Costco. You're going to be the decoy and pretend like, I don't know, slip and fall. And I'm going to steal... 10,000 pounds of onions. Michael, we don't have any place to put those onions. We'll leave them in the cart then. We'll just fit what we can in the car. <laughs> Let Costco sort out the rest. Okay. Good people of Costco, we are not going to do that. Please don't cancel my membership. No. We love you. 
<laughs> You're a wonderful establishment with many fine products. Anyways. Anyway, so the thieves still remain at large on that one. The Canadian one. Makes me think, could it be Jonathan Payton back to his old ways? I like, okay, that sheriff's comment really nailed it on the head for me. It would have been a funny, silly prank if he hadn't, if he had just paid for the milk. In fact, the I, I would have loved it if he had gone to the register and been like super incredulous about how he's having to pay for the milk as a cow. If I he had been like, as a cow, I find it offensive you're making me pay for this milk. I actually would have liked it if he had gone up to the register and just mooed at the person. Like, just mooed at them in an effort <laughs> to try to pay, but only mood. Like, he, you have to stay in character. <laughs> But bring you back to my point, you can't stand up on, on two legs and push the cart then. You have to either get like a rope and pull it or push it. Popping a lot of peas on this episode. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm kidding, obviously. Jonathan Payton, if you're listening, I feel kind of bad for bringing it up because I actually went looking for this guy. Oh, you snooped? I did, and I think I found him. Okay, well. But... He has not responded to any of my inquiries. So Wait, you you made inquiries, Natalie? Yeah. That. Uh, well, I just wanted to talk to him. I wanted to know what he was like. We would have been pals in high school for sure. Ah, uh, that's concerning. <laughs> Excuse me. A guy who goes to a Walmart dressed as a cow and steals milk? That's hilarious. I just. If he needed help, I hope he got help. If he's the guy that I think he is, he seems fine and he's living a lovely life. And I hope that he is. And that when you're an 18 year old punk, people forgive you for your crimes. From one 18 year old punk to another. What if it was just a really weird dare? <laughs> what if he did it for love? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so. That was a great That mini-sode. is this week's mini-sode. We might have another um, one later this week, right? Yeah. Actually, we're probably going to be recording another one later this week. We might not release it immediately, but uh, it's going to be kind of like a reverse Detective Society We'll episode. keep it under wraps for now. Okay. All right. All right. Um, anyway, I found this item and I like could not resist. It's something I've been waiting to talk about forever, and it's been very hard to not talk about it with you. Um... Also, this might be a good time to announce that Detective Society will be kicking off the Baltimore Podcast Festival. We will be recording live at the festival at 7 p.m. on May 19th. Uh, and I am super pumped. I'm super nervous. And also terrified. Uh, admission is free, so please feel free to come hang out with us. I'll have more information in the weeks to come, but please, please come out. If you're in Baltimore and you're a fan and you want to just, maybe you just like weird crimes and murder, we are definitely taking suggestions on the crime that you'd like for us to talk about. We want to keep it Baltimore-centric. Basically, my biggest fear is that legit no one will show up. (laughs) See, that's funny because I would love that. No, Mike, come on. That would be so sad. Performing in front of people. Over the air, I don't see the people listening. So, like, there's nothing, you know, I can't see their immediate reactions when I say something. So they roll their eyes, like, what do you care? Yeah. But in person, oh, I don't know, Natalie. 
I might just freeze up. <gasps> You'd get the chokes? I've already got them. You, he said, I've already got them. It, I'm terrible tonight. Don't play around like that, okay, man. I'm sorry. Anyway, as always, please rate and review us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Detectives Pod. And feel free to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Detective Society. Facebook. Facebook, yep. We have a Facebook group. Just search The Detective Society Podcast on Facebook. But search for groups, because if you look for a page, it'll just take you to our page, yeah. and it won't work. Um, just contact us however you want. We just love hearing from people. Yeah, Email, definitely. Twitter, it doesn't matter. It just it warms our heart, I think, every day. that uh, If I don't notice it, I'll get a text from Natalie, like, oh, my God, did you see we got another like comment or something? It's just For us, it's, it's just incredible that people are listening. Yeah. Even if it's five of you, that's... Still more than I ever Still thought. Still the coolest five freaking people I've ever met or will meet in my life. So anyway, that was another Detective Society murder-free mini-sode. Anything mini-sode. else? Mini-sode. Mini-sode. Murder-free. I don't think so. I think DJ we, Les. I think we nailed it, right? Do we have any other comments to mention or shout-outs or emails? Um... I don't think so. There are a couple of emails that I still have to get back to that I actually just wanted to, like, give nice long responses to because they were really thought out and wonderful. Uh, But as of right now, we have no more announcements to make. Billy? Rusty, you got anything? Billy? Rusty? Where where are they? When they don't have their collars on, I... I think they're sleeping in the other room. Oh, those... Here comes Billy. Yeah, they're in the other room at a protest. Oh, hi, Rusty. Hey, Bill. Any big news? No, she's got nothing. She just looked at me very judgmentally for waking her up. All right. All right, this has been Detective Society. That's a lot of milk.